Amen. Now, yes, go ahead, please. Amen. Father, we are grateful to you this morning. We pray that you will speak into our life, life, Father. Thank you, Father. We pray, O oh God, that your name will be glorified, release grace, anointing in the place that will make the proclamation of your word effective and fruitful. In Jesus' name, every resistance to the preaching of your counsel be canceled, Father, and we take victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Today's message is titled, Claiming Your Mountain. Claiming Your Mountain. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I'm going to claim, I'm going to put a claim on my mountain. Amen. I'm going to put a claim on my mountain. Don't put a claim on anybody else's mountain. You can put a claim on your mountain. Praise the Lord. Put a claim on your mountain. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Joshua 14, 12 reads like this. Now, therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Not just any mountain. I want the mountain that God spoke of. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm not going to be satisfied and content with just anything, but the very thing that God spoke of. Praise God. Hallelujah. Folks, it's very interesting when we check these verses out and understand the faith that was in this man and how he contended to persevere and hold on to the faith and finally appropriated the promise that was pronounced by God. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, when we understand God and his word, we understand the scriptures are full of promises. Praise God. The promise that God had given to the children of Israel was a specific promise, but it was given to everyone, all of the children of Israel. It's given to the people of God to go and take over what was promised. But what happens here is we see a transition that is taking place. A general promise has been given to all of God's people. All of God's people have an equal right by faith, by action, to go and appropriate the promise of God. 
But even as the promise is there, what we see is out of the general promise that is given to all of God's people, one man, one man out of them all, he gets a pronouncement from God that he's gonna inherit a particular place because of his faith action. Praise God. Hallelujah. Promises are there. But would you, by the step of faith that you take, would you appropriate one from heaven's throne and would you be able to receive it as your very own? Praise God. Hallelujah. One man. Praise God. Look at what's going on. Everybody has an equal claim. Everybody has a degree of, 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 of getting what they want from God available, but only one. And we know the reason for it. We know the reason for it. We know the history behind it. And shall we look at this as God's word is being unveiled before us? Hallelujah. It's 12 spies. They all go out, they all bring their own report. Only two stands up and stands with God and puts a claim before the Lord. How is it that this man is able to receive a word from God telling that he is going to inherit this particular place? Praise God. When everybody felt like had the grasshopper mentality, this man had a different outlook. What's your outlook this morning? When the world around you has a grasshopper mentality, meaning a victim mentality. Everybody had a victim mentality. When everyone was thriving on a victim mentality, feeling sorry for themselves, could not believe what God had spoken. There was two who had the victor mentality. Praise God. Are we armed this morning with a victim mentality or a victor mentality? There has to be a transition that ought to take place. We ought to be people who have the victor mentality. And if you want the victor mentality, you need to align yourself with what God says about you and about the promises that he gives Concerning you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. From a general promise to a promise that was custom cut, personalized for him. Amen. Praise God. And we see that this man of God comes and he stands before his general. And he's saying, he's reminding him, he's saying, listen, that day the Lord spoke, praise God. And I'm here to put a claim on what the Lord has spoken. What caused heaven, what caused heaven to pronounce a promise upon this man? Praise God. What would cause heaven to give a word to us? Praise God. It's the way you respond 
to God to the already given word and promise of God. Praise God. How you respond to God to what has already been spoken. Praise God. Look at this. Everybody saw what? The problem. The ten spies, they saw the problem. But these two, they saw something else. When you see a problem, what do you see? Well, there are various ways of outlook. The world gives you, tells you to do what? Take it easy. Lay low. Keep calm. And just what? Carry on. No. You cannot, you cannot live in a la-la land. You cannot live in a dreamland. We, we need to be in touch with reality. Well, everybody did what? They all saw their problem. These guys also saw the problem. They did not minimize the problem. Caleb and Joshua does not minimize the problem. They gauge the problem. They realize that there were giants there. They realize that the cities were fenced and fortified. But the other guys, there was a difference in how they processed things. When you and I face uphill battles in our lives, when God has given you a word, that doesn't mean that there is going to be no struggle or no challenges or obstacles to take over what God has pronounced over your life. But you cannot just minimize the problem. They did not minimize the problem, but they did what? They did what? They magnified God. This was the difference between the ten and the two. The ten, what they did was they maximized and magnified their problem. And by doing so, they minimized God. The two did not minimize the problem, but they magnified God. They looked at the reality of the problem through the lens of God's word, through the lens of faith, through the lens of the spoken utterance heard pronounced word of God. Praise God. Let me ask you this morning. Has God spoken into your lives? Praise God. Hallelujah. Have you take on, have you claimed the promises of God that God has already spoken into your lives? Praise God. What do you see before you? Do you maximize and magnify the challenges that are before you? Do you have a reality outlook of the challenges that are before you? But are you able to magnify God and to see, look at the challenges, the mountain that is before you by looking at it through the lens of God's word? Praise God. Hallelujah. Caleb and Joshua, they did what? They magnified God. Praise God. 
if we have to magnify God, we need to have a revelation of a God who is an awesome, an all-knowing, and an all-powerful God. Praise God. How is your revelation of the Lord that you serve? What is your outlook of the God that you serve? Praise God. Have you acquainted yourself with the Lord that you come and serve and worship? Or is it just a ritual that you're going through? Are you just one of the hundreds that come and go? Or are you one who is personally acquainted and one who holds on to the promise of God, having a revelation of the word of God as one that will stand the test of time? Praise God. This triggers God to pronounce the promise concerning Praise God. You know how God addresses him? Caleb, my, Caleb, my servant. Caleb, my servant. Praise God. You know, servant is a very, very common word that we hear. But God doesn't call everybody my servant. When God calls someone my servant, it's not given out two for a dollar. It's not buy one, get one free. God doesn't casually call anyone just for the sake of calling. When he calls my servant, there is a reason behind it. He called Moses my servant. You know someone else he calls my servant? Hmm? Praise God. Behold my servant whom I uphold with my right hand. Praise God. You know who that is? Jesus. Praise God. Why does God call Caleb my servant? God says he is, he is, he has a different spirit and he follows me wholeheartedly. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. He follows me wholeheartedly. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me ask you. What would God say about us? If God were to testify about us, what would he say about us? How would he address us? I know we all are what? We all are sons and daughters. Praise God. Hallelujah. But in comes, when it comes to the faith realm, can you and I please him with our faith? Jesus, the Bible says, more was, was astonished at the faith of the centurion, at the faith of the Canaanite woman, praise God. But he marveled at the unbelief of some people. Hallelujah. Praise God. No wonder 
God decides that he's going to pronounce a promise on Caleb, praise God, that no one else got. Hallelujah. Praise God. How different these two were, Caleb and Joshua. You know what is written about Joshua? What is written about Joshua? So that's so unique. We see that the Bible says, and I believe it's in Exodus chapter 13, 33, verses 7 to 11. When you turn to Exodus 33, verses 7 to 11, the 11th verse says, this is what the Bible says about Joshua. There is a lot of things said about Joshua. Joshua was the aide of Moses. He was the man who went into the battlefield in the valley when Moses was up on the mountain. He was one of the spies that went to, went to, the, to Canaan. He was, he was with Moses as he climbed the mountain. All these things are there. But there is one thing unique that is said about Joshua is he was a man. He did what? Exodus 33, 11. Hmm. Read that out. Hmm. Praise the Lord. He's a young man. He's an aide to Moses. But when everybody left, when Moses would have the meeting with God and would leave, and everybody else goes back into their tents, Joshua lingered by the tent of the meeting. In other words, his heart was for it was not out of compulsion. It was going out of the line of duty. See, we all are called to do something. Then there are times when people step out of their responsibility and do things more than what they're called for. As Moses' aide, he was supposed to be with Moses. He is, he's a she-shadowing Moses. But even when all this is going on, this man had such a link to the tent of meeting where the presence of God would come down to meet with Moses and talk to him face to face when everything was over, when everybody left, he was still lingering on. Praise God. Going beyond the call of duty. That's what God is looking for. People who go beyond the call of duty. People who tend to do beyond what they are called to do. People who are willing to go outside their description, job description. People who are willing to break the norms and the taboo so that they can be in the presence of God. No wonder God said that, you know, he's going to pick up after Moses. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, a heart that lingered in the presence of God. Loyalty to God, connected to God. Praise God. How is your loyalty to God? How is your allegiance to God? How is your faithfulness to God? Praise God. He was a loyal aide to Moses, but number one allegiance to us, to us, to who? Was to God. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. Move on. Consistency is very important. So we see that God gives a blessing to, it promises, it pronounces a promise upon Caleb, and he moves forward. It is one thing to get a promise from God, a word from God, and to believe it. It's quite something else where you have to guard the faith that you have put on God and his promise. Praise God. Hallelujah. How is our allegiance to God? Is our allegiance to God confined to the stage performance? Is our allegiance to God only confined when we are preaching? Is our allegiance to God only confined when we are singing? Do we have an allegiance to him from Sunday to Sunday, day in and day out? That's the kind of people that God is looking for. Praise God. But look at this man. He had a faith that was not spoiled. What does that mean? What you see there is a funnel. What is it? It's not a tunnel, it's a funnel. And you go through that funnel. He was in the wilderness for how long? How long was he in the wilderness? Caleb's faith was not spoiled by the faithlessness of people that was around him. Praise God. Everybody that surrounded him had no faith. And that did not rub on him, but rather he was able to persevere and hold on to his faith. Praise God. Because of the faithlessness of God's people, God allowed them to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. And Caleb and Joshua, who were faithful to God, had also did what? They also had to wander in the wilderness with these guys who were not faithful. Praise God. You think the innocent suffers with the guilty? What do you think? Hmm? Praise the Lord. But this did not disturb Caleb's faith. He believed that God would keep his promise. Through what? Through when everybody around him had no faith and they were not exercising their faith. He held on to the Lord. Yes. Let me ask you. At times we can get discouraged. When we see people around us, people above us, people who tend to speak into our lives when they make mistakes in their lives, we tend to get disappointed by their lives and by their words and the faithlessness of people who surround us. It's all the more reason to lean on the one who has given us the promise just like Caleb did. Praise God. Paul was a great stalwart of faith. He had a similar heartbreak when he writes, 
that Damas has deserted me, has loved the world, and he has gone out into the world. But that did not shipwreck the faith of Paul. Praise God. Let me ask you, has the faithlessness of others, the wanton lifestyle of others, deprived and drained you of your authentic faith in Jesus Christ? Praise God. We are human beings. We tend to look around. Praise God. But let me ask you, has that deprived and drained your faith and your trust in Christ? Praise God. Wandering in the wilderness, waiting on God, did not spoil his faith in God. He believed God despite the bleak outlook. Praise God. Can you imagine the grind that this man went through? A mob that was ready to stone him. A rebellion at their hand. A plague that is out there. And wandering in the wilderness for 40 years did not snuff out the faith that was ignited in him. How's the faith in you? Praise God. Faith in Christ, faith in his word, faith in his works, faith in promises that he has spoken over your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Look at his unrelenting determination. Praise God. Despite the odds, reality of hardship, Caleb was determined enemies would be stronger, yet he did not request an easy assignment. Praise God. But he's saying, if this is what God has promised, I want what God promised. Hallelujah. How's your determination? Praise God. It is difficult to win others to Christ. It is difficult to fulfill your assignment. It's not an easy task. But let me ask you, can you stand the ground? Can you face the pressure? Can you take the assault? Can you take the onslaught? Can you take the verbal verbiage that comes against you? Praise God. It's not easy to love the unloving. It is not easy to be big-hearted when you are surrounded with little-hearted people. It is not easy to be generous when everybody else seems to be stingy. Hmm. Praise God. It is not easy to invest in the kingdom of God when everybody else is investing in the world. Hmm. Praise God. It is not easy to invest in souls when everybody around you is investing in shares and stocks. It's not easy to invest in faith coin when everybody else is investing in bitcoins. Praise God. Hallelujah. What are we talking about? Is there anything wrong in investing in the world? No. Is there anything wrong in investing in shares and stocks and bitcoins? No, that's not what I'm saying. 
Praise God. Unless you are determined to stand for Jesus, you can get tired and you can get derailed from the purpose of God. Praise God. The people around you can influence you in a negative way unless you are focusing on God and trusting his word and trusting his promises regardless of what realm they fall into. Praise God. Unrelenting determination in the commitment that you have made to God in your devotion, in your dedication that you have made to God and believing God's word and his promise concerning you, concerning your family, concerning your church, concerning your nation. As you wait for the promise to become reality, can God say about you that you are wholeheartedly following him? That's what God said about Caleb, that he was wholeheartedly following him. Praise God. Caleb became a success because not only because his faith was not spoiled, it was not only because of his strong, uncompromising determination, but his undivided companionship. Praise God. Folks, we are in this for a long haul. Praise God. This journey is a long journey. Praise God. And God has placed spiritual brothers and sisters and friends and companions around us to strengthen our hands, to encourage us, to edify us, to empower us, to give us a helping hand. We are in it all together. Praise God. The companionship of a close friendship is vital and important as we travel in this journey. Joshua and Caleb stood together, praise God. When, jo when Caleb goes to Joshua to claim the promise, the Bible says Joshua blessed him, praise God. Hallelujah. We cannot do without our sincere, earnest, honest, close friends. We cannot keep moving in this journey, appropriating what God has spoken into our lives. Praise God. We want to share our burdens. We want to share our joys. We want to share our ambition, our faith, our anxieties with the people who surround us so that we can continue to climb and hold on to the promise and finally claim the promise that God has placed upon our lives. Praise God. Hallelujah. The companionship of a fellow worker is absolutely necessary as we love together, as we labor together, as we laugh together, as we live together, as we work together, as we strive together for excellence. We are, God has put us together. Praise God. Let me ask you, do you have a praying, praying friend, a prayer partner? Young and old, it doesn't matter. 
Do you have someone in your life that you can pick up that phone and call and say, I need prayer, let's pray together? I'm not asking how many friends you have on your face for Facebook. Maybe hundreds, maybe thousands. How many friends do you have who would say, let's get down on our knees and pray? Do you have such friends? If not, the beginning of this year, try to cultivate friends. Not friends who will gossip, not friends who will talk about others, not friends who will talk about politics, not friends about who talks about everything in the world except talking about the Lord. Do you have a friend who will say, let's sit down and look to the face of the Lord? Praise God. The Bible is full of People who had strong ties with people who helped them to reach the goals that God had for them. Joshua and Caleb. Moses, Aaron, Hur, and Joshua. When Joshua fights in the valley, Moses is up on the hill with Aaron and Hur assisting him. Praise God. David and Jonathan, Elijah and Elisha, Daniel and the three Hebrew boys, Haggai and Zerubbabel, Peter and John, Barnabas and Paul, Barnabas and Mark, Paul and Silas, Paul and Timothy, Paul and Titus. Praise God. This is a team work. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. With Caleb, there was a Joshua. Praise God. Even though their conviction was personal and they verbalized their faith, praise God, there was one man who was there to stand by him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Which takes us to the next one. Remember and remind the promises. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Do you remember the promise that God has made upon your life? How many promises did God give gave Caleb? How many? How many promises did God give Caleb? Hmm? How many? It's a twofold promise, but it was one promise. How long did God, when did God give it to him? 40 years ago. Just one pronouncement. 40 years ago. I want you to think about it. And God says, He's my servant. He follows me wholeheartedly. As soon as the promise came, the man just cling to it. Cling to it. Through the desert storms, he cling to it and he arrived. Hey guys, one word of God is sufficient to take you to your destiny. One word. 
one word of God. If he has uttered with his mouth, you just hold on to it regardless of who says what regardless of the poll, regardless of the popularity of what we are talking about, you just hold fast to it. God will take you to your destiny. You know why? Every word that God speaks, he watches over it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do you remember anything that the Lord has spoken to you? Has it collected dust and you've forgotten all about it? Praise God. In this life journey, if you have to possess what God has promised, you have to hold fast to what He has spoken into your life. You guard it with your life. You cherish it. Don't let anyone con you out of it. Don't let anyone talk you out of it. Don't let anyone trick you out of it. Don't let the world speak down at it. You hold fast it. Regardless of who says what, God will see you through. You and me have so many prophecies. Hallelujah. This is full of promises, ain't it? Caleb didn't have this. Praise God. Just one pronouncement. And now look, I want you to bring, I want to bring you to what he says. Now therefore give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in that day how the Anakim were there and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall be able to drive them as the Lord said. Praise God. Hallelujah. Can you say amen to what God says about you? Hey, hey, hey. Can you say amen to what God says about you? Forget about everybody else. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Or would you allow the time, the fads, the culture, the pressures, the onslaught of the world to bury what God has spoken about you? I don't know about you. I believe everything that God has spoken about me. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't need anyone to say amen to it. I say amen and I receive everything that God spoke about me. Would you? Praise God. Hallelujah. And everybody did not believe. Caleb said, I'm going to believe. I don't care what anybody says. And you know what? When God gave the blessing, it was what? It's not just blessing for himself. God says what? To him and to his descendants. Praise God. Your step of faith can impact your generation. Praise God. Forget about everybody else. Forget about everybody else. What kind of legacy would you leave behind you? 
Will your children look back at you and remember about you and say, my parents have left a legacy. They were faith walkers. They were faith talkers. They were faith livers. They lived by faith and they receive the blessing because they walked in faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. The psalmist says, Lord, you have been our dwelling place from one generation to another. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yes, your blessing, what God has promised you, praise God. It might not be very easy to take on, but you and I should be resolved and determined and deep down we should say, give me my mountain that you have spoken. Praise God. Can you tell the Lord this morning? Lord, I want that mountain that you promised. I want that blessing that you promised. I want that blessing that you have written my name on. Praise God. Samuel tells Saul, as Saul comes, there is a portion that is set apart for you. There is a portion that is set apart for each and every one of you. There is a blessing with your name on it. There is a custom cut provision of God for you and for your family. By faith, appropriated. Praise God. Remember, first you remember what God has spoken into your lives. Remind yourself what God has spoken into your lives. Praise God. And then when you pray, you remind him not because he needs reminding. But when you tell him, Lord, this is what you have spoken to me, about me, about my children. Praise God. That strengthens your resolve and your faith in God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Remind him. Lord, you spoke this to me. You promised this. Praise God. I believe it will happen. Praise God. Do you believe that? Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't look at today's gloomy horizon and cast a forecast on your life. Allow the light of God's word to cut through the gloomy forecast and the horizon that is before you because God's word will cut through anything and everything. Praise God. Don't look at your today's circumstances. And dictate and forecast and say, this is what's going to happen tomorrow. No, you believe what God says about you, about your children. And you hold fast that that word will come through. Praise God. Remember and remind the promises. Let me ask you as we conclude. What would you do with your mountain? <laughs> Praise God. What would you do with your mountain? Ask yourself. Praise God. 
God says that's, my, that's the promise for you. It's yours. But you got to claim it. You got to appropriate it. What are you going to do with your mountain? Does the mountain scare you? Does the mountain in, inhibit you? Does the mountain intimidate you? Or does the mountain beckon you? Praise God. Hallelujah. Lord, if the promises were small, I could have believed it. Let me tell you. God gives God-sized promises. Hello. God gives God-sized promises. God's promises and God's blessings are God-sized. Praise God. You size up to receive what God has promised you. Praise God. Let me repeat that. You size up to receive what God has pronounced over you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hey, what you going to do with your mountain? Praise God. If you have to climb and appropriate your promises, you have to keep your faith intact. Tell the Lord, Lord, help me to keep my faith intact. That it will not be spoiled. It will not be influenced by faithless people that would be around me. Praise God. As the Lord, Lord, give me a strong determination and a resolve to stand my ground and go through anything and everything that I would have to go through. Lord, surround me with godly friends and companions that will strengthen my hands. And I want to tell you as I conclude, and if there is no one there that is around you, let me tell you, praise God, the all-sufficient companionship of God is with you. There was nobody with Joseph, nobody with him, when David was taken as a slave. Nobody with him in Potiphar's house. Nobody with him in the prison. But God was with him. Praise God. Paul says in my defense. No one was with me. But God. Praise God. Maybe you say. Everybody else got family. Everybody else got friends. Everybody else got companion. No one understands my dream. No one understands my promises. Nobody can fathom the mountain that I have to climb. I want to tell you, even if there is nobody, Jesus is with you. And that is what really matters. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I was planning for another message. The Lord put on my heart that I need to speak about this. Praise God. There is someone in the house that's struggling, that's going through pain and going through struggles. As you cannot make up your mind, praise God. This morning the Lord is assuring you, praise God, that he will see you through. Rise up on your feet. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're going to sing. 
And we're going to commit ourselves, wherever you are standing. Praise God. Where are you? Does the promise of God looks like a very far unrealistic thing? Have you forgotten the promises of God? Hallelujah. Have you got tired and disappointed with everything that goes around you? Praise God. Like Elijah, are you saying, Lord, there's no one, just me? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can you hold fast to God's word? Can you tell him, Lord, give me the grace to believe you, to trust you, to trust you, to believe you, to trust you, to believe you, to hold fast to you, to bank on the promises of God, to stand on the promises of God. Praise God. They are precious promises. <laughs> when the people magnified their problems what they didn't realize was they were minimizing their God you don't have to minimize your problem but magnify your God today as you stand at the base of that mountain and as that mountain looks before you as if it's unattainable I want you to magnify God Oh yes, it's so sweet to trust in.